And I'm Aaron Johnson, and uh, I'm going to be running for Alliance Council this year. Um, so put in your votes at soundersfc.com. Uh, there's a little place where you can vote for Alliance Council. Keep an eye out for me at the games. I'll be handing out my card uh, with the website to vote and also a little scan thing you can vote with your, with your iPhone. Hello, welcome back to Studs Up Sounders. I'm Aaron Johnson. With me is Callum Heap. Hello, welcome. We are broadcasting live, not quite live, still here in a couple hours from now, but live from uh, Doyle's Public House in Tacoma, Washington. Um, thank you for Do- to Doyle's for providing us with sliders and beer that we will pay for. That we will pay for. Officially <laughs> provided them to us yet. But, um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, it's been a long time. I think June 15th was our last podcast. Yeah, it's been almost a month, but, uh, you know, this is episode number eight of the season, and uh, we do have a lot to catch up on. Quite a few games. Yeah. Quite a few games. But, uh, first off, you can find us um, on Facebook and on Twitter. If you just search uh, Studs Up Sounders, you can find us that way. Actually, if you just Google Studs Up Sounders, you can find us, like, everywhere, pretty much. So, yeah, so make sure to tune in for that. Um, where should we start? Let's go go through... Uh, yeah, let's just go... The most recent or, the, or the, the last one since our last podcast? Since, our, since our last all podcast, right. maybe, yeah. Um, all right, so we got uh, June 16th against the Impact was uh, the biggest loss this season. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Uh, the, uh, my food's here. Oh, it's Aaron's food's just arrived. Do you want to say hi to... We're doing a podcast. <laughs> Saunders podcast. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Do you want another beer? Um, yeah, another Newcastle. Okay, so yeah, they played Montreal. We lost 4-1. to one. It was pretty awful. Um, and of course... Uh, to add insult to injury, Lamar Nagel, our ex-superstar from last year, uh, nailed, scored against us. Nailed it home with the fourth goal. Yeah, it was a brilliant solo goal, actually. He beat, like, two or three players to score the goal. It was it was nice, uh, but not so nice. <laughs> not so nice. Indeed. And so that was, like, the, the, the epitome of the Sounders' lows, I think, this season. Going through nine games without a win. And then that 4-1 loss to the impact kind of just topped it all off. Um, and then four days later, we had a 1-1 draw against Kansas City. It's respectable, but... Yeah. It is respectable because Kansas City are very high up in the Eastern Conference. However, you know, it was a very feisty game. Kansas City didn't start all of their star players. And I felt like we had so many opportunities to win that game. Uh, Katsky putting a shot wide. Um, we had so many more shots on goal. I think we should we should have won that game quite comfortably. Um, we just could not get the goals to win it, and it ended up getting very feisty because Alvaro Fernandez uh, at the very end oh, that's right. got a red card on a challenge that shouldn't really have been. Yeah. Um, well, no, that was he was. Well, CJ CJ Sapong. Okay, I have to say this. CJ yeah. Sapong came on with like five minutes to go. Okay, and he was involved in everything. He was, um, and not in a good way, in a very negative way. He was trying to rile up all the Sounders players. He got pushed into the into the billboards on the sideline, oh, and he embellished that so much. Oh, yeah. He just laid there. He just laid there and embellished it, embellished it. 
And then with the Alvaro Fernandez thing, someone else tackled Alvaro from behind. Oh, the, yeah, the retaliation. And then when Alvaro Fernandez got up, um, CJ Sapong uh, kind of barged him. So, so Fernandez got, gets basically barged and tackled by two different players, and in retaliation comes back and tackles to try and get the ball. So and you're gonna you're gonna get a card on the retaliation. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so he gets a straight red and has to miss uh, the next couple of games, which was very unfortunate. He redeemed himself later, though. We'll talk about that soon. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then next, next the big, big rivalry, the Timbers on the twenty eighth. Which was uh, terrible for everybody who was watching. We lived north of the border. <clears throat> we lost that game 2-1. That was also a pretty brutal fight. A lot of guys went to fisticuffs towards the end. Yeah, but you kind of expect that against Portland, oh, you know. Usually in the in the stands, though, not on the field. <laughs> true, true. It's good to see that the, that the, the players are getting into the rivalry and understand the significance to the fans. So it's good to see them kind of... Um, it's now our first loss to, to the Portland of the game during MLS. Yeah, yeah, during MLS, first loss to Portland. Yep. Very, uh, very sad, especially because the Timbers are really awful this season. But I did hear uh, reports. I want to give a shout out to the guys who stole a keg from Jed Field. Oh, oh Jed Jed Winfield. Jed Win. Yeah, Jed stole a keg from the. From the stadium, some sound stands. Very nice. So, uh, so props there, guys. I tell you what, just to stick on this Portland thing, Portland just fired their coach today. They did. John Spencer is out. He's out because uh, of just their horrible start. To they the had a couple three-zero losses. Yeah, recently, recently to, yeah. to Real Salt Lake, and um, there's rumors flying around. I mean, after the Sounders game, that if uh, they didn't, if Timbers didn't win that game, that Spencer would have been ousted after that, but they won, and he was able to hang on a couple more weeks, but wouldn't last. And then last night they announced that uh, the Timbers were going to have their practice closed today to media, yeah. which sent all kinds of speculation flying. Um, and then, as anticipated this morning, they announced that um, John Spencer was out. And then taking over is their GM, um, I can't remember his name right now. He starts with an M. It'll come to me. Okay. Um, but uh, so the GM is taken over as head coach, which never works out. Which I think is kind of appropriate because he's the guy that brought all the terrible players to the team. So now he has to coach them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but as far as soccer history is concerned, GMs that try to manage, you know, be a manager, never works out well. So. Uh, be interesting to see what happens, and then um, you know it's horrible. Well, this is true. It's a it was a horrible loss against the Timbers, but I tell you what, when they come to play in Seattle, they will be ready. Oh, it's going to be fun. And then uh, to some good news, redeemed ourselves a little bit. We seem to always do well in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, we went down to San Jose and we won one to zero. Went down, to, went down to San Francisco, actually. San Francisco. Yeah. It was at the stadium in, in Haight Ashbury. Yeah, football stadium. Well, San Jose is pretty close to San Francisco anyway. It's only like a forty-five minute drive away from the two cities. But anyway, Cordell Cato with a great goal um, and uh, that put us through. Nineteen years old, youngest Sounder player. I know he's he is quick. 
he is really quick. I think he'll be a very good player for us for the future. Um, so yeah, so that puts us through uh, to the semi-finals, and that's actually the Sounders' next uh, game. It's on Wednesday, um, the 11th of July at Starfire. At Starfire at 7 p.m. versus Chivas. Yeah, it's Chivas USA. So that's the semi-final. And then uh, the other semifinals between Kansas City and Philadelphia Union. Yes. And if Philadelphia win, yes. then, if, we, have then we have the home game. But if Kansas, Kansas City, City win, then we have to play the final in Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. So, go Philadelphia. Exactly. Um, what's next? On the, we had uh, the Revolution, the draw. Uh, Eddie Johnson got both those goals. Both headers. Um, I'm sure he did a little dance um, beforehand, even with on a header. Yeah, I mean, this was because um, during the San Jose game, uh, Freddie Montero got a red card as well um, for some shoving, shoving a defender down to the ground. And so, you know, this game, this Revolution game, we were without Alvaro Fernandez and Freddie Montero. And what we did is we changed it up. We played Eddie Johnson up front by himself. And Mauro Rosales just in behind him. And it, I watched the first half of this game, and it looked like things were working very well. Um, you know, we really we went a goal behind early, which was um, a bit upsetting. But we showed a lot of resolve, and we scored two goals to get back to two-one at halftime. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Johnson played fantastic. I mean, he's played fantastic the last three weeks. He's really put on a great, great performances, growing in confidence, which is great. Um, but it was just so unfortunate that the, that the Revolution scored a goal in the 94th minute to tie the game 2-2. We really deserved to win that game as well. Um, so we kind of look at those Kansas City, the Kansas City game, and the uh, and the New England Revolution game as, as two games that we drew, but two games that we should have won and, and points lost, I think. Yes. Well, this is kind of like the you can see the progression since the Impact game in that we're, I mean, we're... Coming back, we're trying. I mean, there was the Portland game, and then we got our confidence back with the U.S. Open Cup game in San Jose. Yeah. And then we hit the Revolution game that we should have won, and we truly liked it. I mean, that was just a heartbreaker when they, when yeah. the Revolution scored that goal and tied it up. It's like, oh man, another game without a win. Yeah. Um, and then we go into uh, Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake, which is, which always, is a tough game. Always a tough team to play. Yeah. We which Portland found out. Yeah. Last Portland found out this weekend. Well. Uh, but we, I mean, we usually fare pretty well. I mean, it's kind of, I'm pretty sure we're, I mean, we go back and forth with Real Salt Lake. As well. Yeah, Real Salt Lake seems to be our kind of rival, like enemies as far as. Yeah, because they kicked us out of the, yeah. well, they kicked us out of the playoffs last, did, last year yeah. over two legs. And, um, you know, so it's always a tough, you know, they are in second place. They're, they're a space, you know, above us in, in the league. So it's always tough to play them. And so then we come in there and, and probably get an appropriate 0-0 yeah. draw. It was a well-fought game. I thought it was a well-fought game. You know, nobody likes to see 0-0. Um, but, you know, I still think they played well. It was probably the, one of the most entertaining 0-0 draws I've seen, though. Yeah. Because both teams are very, like, I don't know, entertaining uh, team styles yeah. of, of play. So Definitely, definitely. And then the big game. The big game. Recently, the everybody, this game ago. is going to be remembered in Sounders history until yeah. your grandkids have grandkids. <laughs> yeah. We won first time in, in nine games. I guess this is the tenth game. We finally win. Two to one. The crowd of 39,060 people. 
break the nine-game streak. Zach Alani is a big story. Back after 15 months, broken leg against Brian Mueller, the guy that broke oh, his yeah. leg. Brian Mullen. Mullen. Yeah. Brian Mullen, the guy that broke his leg. In the 86th minute, comes in for Mar Rosales. Crowd went crazy. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, okay, so I got to tell you what I told Callum earlier. I was telling the guy next to me, he didn't believe me. I was like, Zach Awani's going to play today. Zach Awani's going to play today. He's like, no way, no way. So you're in the, you're in the, you're in the GA. I'm in the GA. Yeah. Yep. The six, the six, 90, 95th, 94th minute. It's like, Siggy's still got one more sub. He's got to use it on Zach Awani. We're playing Colorado. He's got to use it. Um, and then, lo and behold, Zach Awani gets off the bench. I'm watching that, those whole few minutes I'm watching the bench waiting for him to pop up. He pops up, takes off the shirt, puts on the game jersey, Siggy's chatting. In that time, yeah, Colorado scored a goal. It was a goal I that know. I called back for offside. I know. Everybody's like, oh my god, this is gonna ruin the moment. That was the craziest <laughs> that was the craziest thing ever. Because I mean I, I saw I saw the replay of it and you literally see Zakawani taking his shirt off and, and Siggy's talking to him. The whole crowd, all 39,000 people, recognize that he's about they to come him, They see him get up, and yeah. everybody goes crazy. And the, the stadium is just screaming just and yelling talking. because they're ready to see Zach. My wife, my wife asked me, she's like, she's there next to me. Uh, Lonnie and my sister Lainey were with me, and they were like, is this is the stadium built for people jumping up and down like this? Is this? Yeah. I can only remember one other time, I think, since living in Seattle anyway, that the stadium has was louder than that, yeah. and that was when Marshawn Lynch went for that well, crazy run against at, New Orleans. I was at that game, yeah, because it caused an earthquake. It I did. Was, it caused a three-point something earthquake. I was there. That was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, that was the only other time I think that the stadium got louder than when Zakawani came in. But anyway, as as they were yelling and screaming, freaking Jeff Lerenovitz shoots from like I don't know 20, 21 yards outside of the box. And the ball goes in, but it gets caught for offside because Omar Cummings deflects it into the goal, um, and he was in an offside position. Yep. So, just a crazy event. And then the guy holds up the sign. It gets even louder. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's because that goal, and then they call it back, and that's when they do the sub. But yeah, right when the goal got called offside. And so that's when he goes in. I mean... You probably saw the reports. You saw the everything. Grown men crying. Like that's how how much Seattle fans are attached to this team. When you follow this guy and you feel for him, and then he finally comes in and everybody's been rooting for him. It's just it's an emotional moment. It's one of the, it's, it's what we live for when we, for as, as a sports fan. Yeah, you know, it's these moments. I remember when I met him personally uh, at the SeaTac Airport. This was in October, and. Um, you know, we would uh, we were just quickly talking because I recognized him, and so uh, I shook his hand and I started talking to him briefly. And uh, he was on his way back to England. A month, a couple of months ago, right? this was in this was in October. He had already broken his leg. He was already, you know, uh, had all the surgeries and everything. And he was going back home for a while to to see family and stuff. And I, you know, I just told him. I just encouraged him. I said, "Look, you know, you're a fantastic player." can't wait to see you back again you know and I think that all the support from from, the, from all the fans in Seattle and everything has really 
helped Zakawani to be able to come back and, and, and even be able to play again, you know. Because from a ridiculous and insane tackle like that, I can't even watch it on YouTube now anymore. It just... It's so horrific to watch. And to, to come back from something like that and, and, and be able to play competitively again is seriously a credit to Zakawani. But he couldn't have done it without the fan support, without you, the coaching. He even had complications. Like, there was talk about oh, yeah. how they would actually have to amputate his leg because there was... A, yeah, I mean, if you see pictures infection. of him now, just look at his shin. I mean, it is completely inflamed and, and, it, and it, it looks abnormal. But... You know, the fact that he's, you know, still going out there and, and wants to wants to really be a part of this team and, and to do well is just, it's just an absolute incredible, it's a credit to him and all the coaching staff there and, and for the Sounders and, and everything that have helped him along. It's pretty incredible stuff. So, but anyway, I mean, we should talk about, you know, the game itself. Um, Eddie Johnson and Alvaro Fernandez scored the two goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won two to one. And both of them, I thought, were apps. No, but not even just the goals, but they were by far the best players on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie Johnson was, again, playing up front by himself with Mauro Rosales just kind of tucked in behind him. And I thought Eddie Johnson's movement was first class. I thought Alvaro Fernandez was getting into some great positions on the far post. And of course, with Mal Rosales' quality on, in delivering the ball and his corner kicks and his and his uh, crossing, he got the assist on both goals. He got the assist on both goals. You know, I mean, I mean, well, I, think I, think, I think I think Eddie Eddie Johnson really kind of proved his worth, but at the same time, threw it away in my book. I'll explain. Eddie Johnson really came into his own today. Like, I, I think at least proved himself to Sounders fans as being like finding his position. And saying like, "Hey, I can score goals consistently um, on my own." He's he's definitely a, a striker, like that number one striker. He doesn't need. I think he, I think he. What am I trying to say here? He does well on his own without having without a yeah. yeah, as a number as a as a only having one. The reason being because he holds up the ball very well. He's got very good control. Mm-hmm. Got very quick feet, and he's and he's physical. Yeah. Whereas Freddy Montero is not physical, and the reason why he's not physical is because he spends half the time on the ground. Yeah, and he kind of just waits for things. He's a cherry picker striker. He just yeah. waits, he waits for things to happen. Eddie Johnson is a playmaker. He knows yeah, how to be. I completely agree. Um, and then, for me personally, Eddie threw it away. For me, as as respect to the player. He why did, is that? After he scored a goal, he took yeah, out the jersey. Yeah, and he threw it on the ground. Yeah. Don't respect. You don't disrespect your shirt that way. I mean, the fans play. Oh, he was he was showing off his all of, all of his muscles. But he had a shirt on underneath. He yeah, had, he had a white. He had a white, he had a white yeah. like, muscle shirt on underneath. So it's yeah. not like, yeah, I'm ripped. I'm ripped. Like, no, don't. He ripped off his jersey and he threw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground and he went to the camera and he flexed. He went like this, oh, like that. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see. What, I see what you mean. But then again, I think that. He's, he, I think he's he has waited a long time to score at home. Mm-hmm. He's waited a long time. You know, look, this is a this is a player like Freddie Adu, who was supposed to be this phenomenal, amazing whiz kid out of the United States. You know, who was supposed to be able to play at the highest level at any competition, any league in the in the in the world. And like Freddie Adu, it didn't happen. No. It didn't happen for him. 
he ended up going to all these different places, you know, Fulham, Preston, you know, all these places, and, you know, now he finds himself back in the United States. And I think you can kind of look at his first half of his career, because he's only 25 years old, but the first half of his career has kind of been a failure. Yep. And so now he's starting to get some goals. He scored eight. He scored eight goals this season. What, uh, eight goals in six games. No, five, five goals in the last six games and eight for the season. Yeah, and eight for the season. He's the leading goal scorer for the Sounders. He's now finally starting to find some rhythm, find some confidence, and I think he was just displaying that. Just the I, I I hope he's just displaying that. You know, I, I hope it's not anything more than that. Um, the next goal I see, I want him to see him pat his heart. Like displaying that crest, yeah, rocking the needle, yeah. Well, he did uh, in New England. That's that's how he celebrated his first two goals. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, he needs to continue to improve, though. I think there's still a lot more of his game that he needs to work on. Um, one being his fitness. I know that he did was able to play. Did he play the full ninety minutes, or did he get subbed out from Montero? I know Fernandez got subbed out, and I know Rosales got oh, subbed out. Oh, got subbed out for Montero. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he did play the full night. Yeah, I think so. But, um, but still, I think that, um, you know, that, that there's still some, some elements that he needs to improve on. But, no, I mean, this is good. You know, it's, it's finally, we finally have a striker that we can kind of depend on because mm-hmm. we went through... And Kufo and even like you know Ochoa has been a disappointment. We went through Newton and Facito and you know even even Levesque doesn't really score too many goals. So we finally have somebody who can score score some goals for us. So score it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice. We just need to get. I mean, if Montero, hopefully this day off for Montero will help him kind of. Get back into the, the flow of things, which usually happens with him is the first half of the season, and then he, Siggy pulls him out, and then he comes back and scores 10 goals for the season. Right. So if we can have that happen, I mean, we're going to be unstoppable. And I want to also mention the possession game that we played on Saturday. I think that was, I mean, probably the best game that I've ever seen Sounders play. I think, just, I think controlling, uh, just controlling the game and then and then controlling it, working forward, and then attacking when we needed to. Always on the attack. The entire ninety minutes we were on the attack, except for maybe the last like stoppage time in the last five minutes where Colorado That's exactly what I mean Casey Keller put it put it right. The first seventy nine minutes was the best that the Sounders had played all season. Oh maybe in the last couple of years. And the, as soon as Colorado scored that goal in the 79th, 80th minute, uh, Seattle really kind of started to crumble. Yeah. And he said that it's good that we got the win, and the 79 minutes was amazing, beautiful soccer. Now if we can turn that 79 minutes into 90 minutes, then, you know, we're going to be golden. Really. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And then, uh, all right. Anything else on that game, Colin? No, I mean, uh, you know, I, I watched all the replays and everything. I heard, I, wa- I, I listened to the entire game on, on the radio, so I was able to hear Ross Fletcher and, um, and Casey Keller do the entire game, you know, and the reason being really was because, uh, you know, I had heard very early that Zach Wani was in the 18, so I really wanted to 
make sure I heard, you know, you him. Uh, I was, and I had the radio on at work um, <laughs> because I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, if Zach Wani did come in, I wasn't going to miss it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so um, from everything that they were saying and from the replays that I saw online and everything, it looked like, you know, great soccer, great one-touch passing here, there, especially between... Um, between Rosales and between Johnson and between Fernandez and even uh, Andy Rose, I felt like it sounded like Andy Rose really had kind of a breakout game. Oh yeah, he did because um, he really looked so much more confident out there. Yeah, like I mean, usually he's he's kind of jumpy, he's kind of like reacting to the ball like as the pass happens. But today, or not today, but the last game, he he really kind of anticipated the game. He was able to read plays a lot better and yeah. where he needed to be and make those passes. He really filled in well. Yeah, so that was really all that I had to say. Um, so we'll move on to the next game. Seattle play. Aaron Chivas USA on uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 11th, um, 7 p.m. I won't be there. Um, that's Starfire. That's Starfire. And that's the semifinal for the U.S. Open Indeed. Cup. Indeed. So, you know, it's at home, it's against Chivas, kind of expect us, it's US Open Cup, kind of expecting us to win. Expect us to win this game. Yeah. And hopefully give some guys a couple breaks because we'll have next after that we have the Red Bulls. Um, yes. so we can really play uh, play well but Yeah, it's gonna be a big game. We can't write off Chivas though. No. They've got some good players. They've got Juan Algadello, they've got uh, uh, Juan Pablo Angel, um, who's on hell the Red Bulls. <laughs> What's that? On hell. On hell. <laughs> yeah. It's a Spanish pronunciation of Angel. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, they do um, they do have some great players. And uh, then uh, Danny Khalif um, in the defense. And then, yeah, of course, they've yeah. got the former Sounders, um, uh, James Riley. Oh, yeah. Um, who, I mean, everybody knows him very well. Um, and Peter Beganas. Remember him? Bayanas, yeah. Bayanas. He's, yeah, he's, he's good. The uh, former Sounder as well. Um, but yeah, the, the I think you know the Red Bulls game on uh, Sunday, which is uh, July the fifteenth. It's in New York, so it's actually technically New Jersey. I think it's where their stadium is, but yeah. still, that's going to be a huge game because they are first first place in the Eastern Conference. Um, so it's going to be a very difficult game for us, I think. And uh, oh, they're third in the Eastern Conference. They're third. Kansas City. Another round. Um, do you want another round? Oh, yeah. uh, sure, I'll have another drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they, so they dropped down the third. Okay, so so Casey did, did Kansas, get back up Kansas to first. Kansas City's up with 33 points. Uh, DC is with 33 points. I'm assuming that's on gold differential. Yep. Yo. Yeah. Uh, DC should be number one on this list here. Oh, uh, did they uh, mess up that? Yeah, MLS.com is screwing up. Oh, uh, okay. So and then uh, but Red Bulls are only three points, or two three. points behind. Yep. Red Bulls are only two points behind first place. So, I mean, it's you know it's very close up there in the Eastern Conference. But, uh, yeah, should be a very close game. It should be a very interesting game. And uh, MLS All-Star team. No Sounders. No Sounders. At least on the starting lineup. This um, is ridiculous. Which, uh, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, usually... With all the stars that we have? I mean, we didn't get any last year just because of the U.S. Open Cup. I think Alvaro Fernandez, or not Alvaro, um, Ozzy Alonso yeah. actually got voted into the first round. Yeah, the he first, was. But he didn't play because we had a U.S. Open game like right. the day afterwards. 
neither did any Dallas players. Yeah. Um, George Dunn, Kevin Hartman um, weren't able to go because of the game the next day. Um, but I'm sure we'll get voted um, some guys that will play. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Eddie Johnson, Mauro Rosales, um, even Freddie Montero. It blows my mind that Alvaro isn't. Or, uh, the, yeah, that Alonzo Alonso is Aussie. recognized as one of the best midfielders in the league. Yeah, it's just it's it's ridiculous. I, I think I think to be honest that he is the best midfielder in the entire league. Um, it's it's a toss up between him and Kyle Beckerman, and you know the fact that he's not included is uh, is a joke to me. Um, so, but I'm hoping that if, you know a few of our guys get voted in and. Um, you know, because we are we are in third place in in the, in the league, and mm-hmm. you know we have been yeah we haven't been playing very well lately, but you know we still have a very good team. I and think we do play Chelsea like I mean pretty much right. Yeah, we play Chelsea and like so our guys should know how to handle them. And I mean, yeah, the MLS All Star Game really I mean it, you can say it's meaningless, but it really is kind of a gauge of our league against the world's best. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's in the middle of the season. I mean, sometimes fans don't want to see their guys get injured um, in a meaningless game. But as far as the respect for our league goes, I think it really does mean a lot. Um, just bragging rights. Say, yeah. that, hey, we played well against yeah. the European champions. Yeah, and Chelsea's going to have, you know, a whole bunch of new uh, new faces, I think. And so it should be, should be very interesting. Um, just quickly, Aaron and I have been kind of tossing around the idea lately, just within this last week, about possibly doing a three or four day podcast. Oh yeah, trying to break the world record. Trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> this is a, a drunken conversation. We this was. <laughs> this is very true. But so the Guinness Book of World Records, it's seventy four hours is the longest podcast in world history and we were thinking about trying to break that easy <laughs> easy, easy. Easily. we could we could trash that record all we need is a three day weekend yeah and, three day weekend uh, and, and no sleep lots of immediately after we get off work and then end like I mean when we have to yeah. go to bed whenever um, and we have uh, my wife your girlfriend yeah. we have friends yeah that are interested in uh, we, 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 we could kind of, uh, you know, possibly give our own commentation on a game that's happening kind of live as well. Yeah, there'll be a game going on, so hopefully we can do a yeah. live commentary. So there's lots of ideas. But if you guys have any ideas, you know, please uh, let us know. Write to us on Twitter or, or on our Facebook page. Uh, you know, we might even need some people to come and join us on the on the show as well. Oh yeah, anybody. Um, so anybody just will. so just let us know, and we're going to try and break the world record here. So that would be really a lot of fun. And I think that's about it today. Um, yeah. Any international news, Callum, from England? Yeah, there's a few bits and pieces. Trade, trade rumors. Um, yeah, lots of trades going on. G. Sun Park has left Manchester United to Queens Park Rangers. Oh, yeah, I heard that. And uh, Tottenham have a new manager, uh, AVB, the old Chelsea manager, is now Tottenham manager, Andre Villas-Boas. And they also just bought uh, Jan Vertonghen from Ajax. He's a very good player. So that's a goodbye for them. Um, Arsenal uh, looks like 
Theo Walcott and um, Robin Van Persie are not going to renew their contracts, so either they're going to leave this year for some money or they'll leave next year for free. Um, the USA. Um, oh, yeah. Right. So Frank Lampard is not going to LA. Sorry, guys. That's no. not happening. Where's he going? He's going to stay put. He's going to stay put. Yeah. There was a lot of rumors because he was seen at the Home Depot Center. That well, they'd, they'd, have to, they'd have to get rid of somebody. Right, they already yeah. have three DPs. So yeah. you, have to, you can trade for DP spots. Right. So LA would have to either trade for a DP spot or they'd have to get rid of um, yeah, somebody. Either, either Keen Beckham or, or Donovan. Or Donovan, right. Um, uh, so that's not going to happen. But um, And then uh, yeah. they have... Uh, Rumors of uh, Clint Dempsey going to, going, Liverpool. going to Liverpool. And then also Carlos Bocanegra is talking to a few MLS teams, apparently. Yeah, he needs to leave Rangers. They're yeah. in deep trouble. They're bankrupt. They're going in the third division of uh, of Scotland because of some allegations and this and that and the other. So. Third division, can you believe that? Yeah. So when's the, so when's the next uh, old firm derby going to be? Uh, a few years, then. Well, unless they make it in the, in the, lead, in the cup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's it for us. Uh, my name's Callum. Thank you very much for listening. You can find us, uh, as I said, on Twitter or on Facebook if you just search Duds Up Sounders. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And I'm Aaron Johnson. Thank you for listening.